0: You are listening to the Central New York Real Estate Podcast, dispelling the misconceptions and myths about buying and selling a home with your host and favorite agent, Bob McTagg. Welcome back to the second episode. My name is Bob McTagg, and you're here on the podcast, the myths and misconceptions of buying and selling a home in Central New York. The truth about buying and selling a home. So let's get right into the second episode. And this is the truth about bank-owned homes. Now, I get a lot of buyers calling me every single day saying, Bob, what about this home for sale? What is a bank-owned home? What is a short sale? What is a pre-foreclosure? So I'm going to talk to you about what a foreclosure is, what a short sale is, what a pre-foreclosure is, and what is a bank-owned home. And you can determine if it's the right fit for you. Because what I will tell you is that bank-owned homes are not the best fit for every buyer. But a lot of people are looking at bank-owned homes because of the low inventory in Central New York. So they they go to the secondary sorts, which are bank-owned homes. And so that's really what we want to focus on on this episode, episode number two. Let's get right into it. What is a pre-foreclosure? Now, I get a lot of people that see pre-foreclosures on Zillow. And if you're looking on Zillow, my name shows up under a lot of the pre-foreclosures. And the reason that is is because I partner with Zillow and my name appears because I do a lot of business in that space. So I help a lot of investors and so forth. The problem is that a lot of those pre-foreclosures are not available. So they're not available to the the average buyer most times investors buy those types of homes because a pre-foreclosure, what it means is the property is in the process of foreclosure, but it is still legally owned by the owner. So the bank hasn't foreclosed on the property and that's why it's called a pre-foreclosure. And a lot of times you can't purchase a pre-foreclosure. And if you did purchase a pre-foreclosure, most of them are auctioned off in Syracuse, on Montgomery Street at the courthouse. And at that time, you would need to have cash in most cases. The property is sight unseen. You cannot get entry, access to the property. You can't have entry to the property. So that's a little complicated to most consumers. So a question I ask people a lot of times is, are you an investor looking for an investment or are are you looking for something to live in as a primary residence? And the reason I ask that question because it tells me if you're suitable to buy a pre-foreclosure. So think about that. I know you see all these properties on Zillow that say pre-foreclosure, bank-owned homes, auction. But a lot of times you just can't purchase those properties unless you're an investor who has the, we'll say, you can take those risks of not seeing the property, buying it sight unseen, as is, and those types of things. So the next thing we're gonna talk about, what is a short sale? A short sale is when an owner is selling a home less than the mortgage owed on the home. So there's a shortage. So they're selling it less than what they owe on the mortgage. And lenders may, that's a key word, may agree to take a short on the mortgage to release it for sale. This is a process before the property is actually foreclosed. So a short sale is not a bank-owned home. It's not a foreclosed home. It's before the home is foreclosed. And the lender may be willing to take less than what's owed on the mortgage. That's what a short sale is. So what is a pre-foreclosure auction? A pre-foreclosure auction is set when the owner fails to satisfy their loan terms with the lender. So they're in default. So then a pre-foreclosure auction is set. And most pre-foreclosure auctions are handled at the courthouse, like I said, on on Montgomery Street in Syracuse. So most homes at pre-foreclosure auctions are taken back by the bank. And sold at a later time as a bank-owned home. Now, that's very important. So when you go to the pre-foreclosure auction, if you do go there, most of the times, I would say 90% of the time, those homes are taken back by the bank. They're securing the interest back into the property legally. And they're going to sell them on the open market as a bank-owned home. So what is a bank-owned home? A bank-owned or real estate-owned, which sometimes you heard the term REO, real estate-owned property, is one that has reverted to the mortgage lender after the home fails to sell at a foreclosure auction. So the lender takes the property back, right? And once they own the property, again, legally, they own everything, all their interest is owned by the uh, bank, they'll handle the eviction, if necessary, they'll pay off all the tax liens, may even do some repairs and put it back on the market as a bank owned home. And at that time, you may be able to go into the property to see the property It's going to still be sold as is. You have to remember that. There's still going to be as is. Buyer beware. There's usually going to be no title and survey attached. So there may be a warranty deed, but you will not get a title and survey. But you can definitely bid on it. And it might go through different sources. It might be listed through a real estate company on the multiple listing service, or it might be on an auction site like an auction.com or another type of website like that. And you still should enlist a real estate agent, a licensed real estate agent, local licensed real estate agent to assist you in the purchase of that property. Okay? And you should definitely hire a real local real estate attorney to assist you in the purchase of that property because there's a lot of things that could go wrong with the bank owned homes. You definitely need a local real estate attorney on your side that's capable of understanding the bank contracts and basically the terms of the sale and so forth. And remember, remember, a lot of people want to inspect homes and you should get a home inspection, but with a bank owned home, there may be no room for contingencies, meaning that you have to do your own due diligence up front, bring a contractor and an inspector, but that doesn't mean that the bank has to turn the lights on for you the power the water they don't have to do that so you're basically buying a home that may not be in the best condition and there might be things that you don't find out until later that's why it's buyer beware sold as is so you have to figure out if you can handle that mentally right so if you have the right mindset to buy a bank owned home now another thing that comes up is a lot of people ask me what is a hud home a hud home is when a A HUD home is when a government-insured loan gets foreclosed and the federal housing and urban development pays the default loan off and then puts the home on the market. So basically, it's someone that had an FHA loan, was foreclosed, and now it's back on the market, and we call that a HUD home. Same thing like a VA loan. When a VA loan gets foreclosed, the Veterans Affairs helps veterans buy homes by guaranteeing loans to the lenders. When the veteran defaults on a VA guaranteed home loan, the VA buys the property from the lender and offers that property for sale. That's what a VA foreclosure is. So a VA foreclosure is basically someone that had a VA loan and it was foreclosed and now the property is on the market. The question is, are bank owned homes a good fit? Should I be putting myself or my family into this financial risk and purchase a bank-owned home? Well, here's the most common questions I get. Are bank-owned homes sold as is? And here's my answer. And it could vary from who you talk to, but I have a lot of experience in this this space of bank-owned homes. And yes, all bank-owned homes are sold as is, which means the seller will not do any repairs to the property. Can I still perform an inspection and walk away if the house needs too much work? In most cases, the contract cannot be, I'm going to repeat that again, cannot be contingent on a home inspection and you cannot walk away from the sale. Now there are some circumstances where the the bank will allow you to complete an inspection and walk away if needed. Now you should be prepared to do an inspection and perform your own due diligence in advance before you make an offer. My experience is most times it's sold as is, no inspection. Along the same lines as that, will the bank turn the water and power on for an inspection? I'm going to say maybe. But in most cases it will be your responsibility and cost to dewinterize a property and winterize it again before the closing, and in most cases the bank is not responsible to have the power or water on. Please understand this before you buy a bank owned home, especially in the winter months. This is very very important because you're not going to be able to check the plumbing system. So you you got to know that. You know, I get a lot of people that Say they understand, but when it comes time after they make the offer, they're questioning why they can't check the plumbing, why they can't check, you know, the the electrical. And that's the reason why the bank's not obligated to turn on the electric or the water. All right. Now, here's another question I get. Will the bank accept an offer? if I have a home to sell first. This is a big one. No, no, no. I have never seen a bank owned home take a contingency to sell your home before you buy a bank owned home. So I'm gonna tell you that it's non-contingent with you selling your home. So if you have a home to sell and you need to sell that house first, definitely you should not be looking at bank owned homes. Okay, so I hope you understand that. That's a big one. That's a question I get all the time. Here's the next question. Will the bank pay for the buyer's closing cost? Now, most banks will not pay the buyer's closing costs, or we call that um, mortgage expense, right? And some people call it seller's concessions. However, there are some programs through companies or through loans uh, services such as HomePath or other Fannie Mae foreclosures that may pay the buyer's Closing costs or give you, uh, we'll say, a credit towards the closing costs. But you really need to consult a licensed real estate professional with that. You know, consult. If you go through HomePath, it's a different system than going through your bank, we'll say. So you should definitely consult with myself or someone else that if you're using a real estate agent, you should consult with them about that. And if you're making a bid online through HomePath, it would let you know if there are any special circumstances such as that okay here's the next question do all lenders in mortgage companies offer financing for bank owned homes this is important because i have a lot of buyers that are utilizing an fha or usda or a va loan product and if you listen to episode number one in this podcast where i talked about those different types of loan products A lot of those loan products require an appraisal with an inspection. And once you get to that stage with the appraisal and the inspection, since there is no contingency for home inspection, that could basically cancel the sale. So I don't advise those that are using a USDA, a VA, or an FHA loan product to look at a bank-owned home unless it's in really good condition. So you should really talk to your local mortgage company, your local bank, about bank-owned homes and tell them that you're looking at bank-owned homes and and see what they say because a lot of times they will not finance bank-owned homes. Okay, the next question. Does the bank provide a marketable title and survey to the property? In most cases, they would not provide a marketable title and survey, only a warranty deed. And the additional cost, again, this is a rough estimate, could be between $1,000 and $1,500. You really need to consult with your local real estate attorney regarding this. But if there's no marketable title and survey, that can create a problem with your bank. So you have to give them a marketable title and survey. You have to provide that to your bank So, you would have to, in most cases, pay for that. But again, consult with your attorney before an offer is made on a bank owned home. Now, regarding offers, the next thing people ask me is how are offers made for bank owned homes? Well, it depends, right? Um, We, or myself, or the real estate agent you're working with would make the offer for you so they would get you all the necessary paperwork to sign there is definitely a lot more paperwork you can use electronic signature in most cases some will not let you use electronic signature but talk to your local real estate agent or myself regarding you know to make an offer on a bank owned home regarding offers are there any deadlines absolutely um, if it's a, a online bid there would be a deadline and that would be specified the time and the date which the bid has to be made by. If it's not an online type bid, then you could just talk with your agent and you could make the bid whenever you're ready. How long does it take, this is the next question, how long does it take for the bank to decide on offers? It can take days, it can take weeks, you have to be patient. With bank-owned homes, you have to be patient. There's no rules. The bank is the rule maker. Remember this, there's no set rules. You can't go around your agent, call the bank, find this out, call the attorney. It doesn't work like that. You have to be extremely patient and there's no process. They don't have to give you a counter offer. They don't have to do this. They don't have to do that. There's no rules. So there'll be times when the agent that's representing the bank um, will tell you, you know, highest and best, best and final, or whatever. And that's what you have to do. I would, on most of these situations, I usually tell my clients to give their best offer. Okay, which brings me into something else. A lot of people that I'm meeting today still have the mindset, a lot of buyers, that bank-owned homes are sold 50 cents on the dollar. They can, if a home is listed at 100000 they can offer 40000 Now, you can offer whatever you want, but the trend in the last year of all the bank owned homes that I tracked out of, let's say, 500 homes, 90% or higher of those homes have sold for list price or higher. Now, when I tell that to buyers, they don't believe me. They think I'm just trying to gouge them and get them to pay more. That's not the situation. When I looked at all, tracked all the properties, a lot of these homes are selling for list price or higher. Contradictory to what people believe, bank owned homes are the best deal. They're still a good deal because those prices that they're listed for are still, in most cases, under market value. And at times, they aren't always the best investment because if a home is selling for 100000 but you still have to put you know, $40,000 in work into it, and at the end of it all, it's still only worth $140,000. It might be better off buying a house that's $140,000, right? So you, each situation's a little differently. A lot of people think they're getting the best deal with a bank-owned home. It's not always the case. And the case is you can't always lowball. I mean, there's a lot of buyers looking at bank-owned homes, and they're willing to pay for them. So that's kind of the situation. If you're not an investor and you're not trying to capitalize on a profit initially, you're not trying to fix and flip, then be prepared to pay because that's the trend what's happening right now with bank owned homes due to the shortage of inventory. All right, let's get to another question. Can we adjust or change our offer once it is submitted to the bank? Most times, like I said, it will be highest and best, especially when there's multiple offers or an auction style bid. Um, You'd have to consult with your real estate agent regarding this based on the terms of that offer process. Okay. Here's the next thing. Do I have to show a bank pre-approval or proof of funds with the offer? Yes. I mean, in most cases, there's no exceptions to that. You have to show a a pre-approval. You have to show something that you can purchase this property on, on sometimes on the initial stage of the offer. You don't. I mean, sometimes they won't ask you for pre-approval. You're making a bid online, and the real estate agent that you that you're working with or um, would check that you're qualified before you make an offer on a bank-owned home. Make sure that your bank that your finance group understands you're making an offer on a bank-owned home. But in most cases, you still need to have a pre-approval in hand, um, either if you're going to submit it online with that paperwork or through your agent, you definitely need a pre-approval. The next thing that happens is the property tax. Here's one thing that I will tell you. A lot of times, people that are purchasing a bank-owned home that can afford, let's say, $100,000. So you're a $100,000 buyer, and the typical property tax on $100,000, let us say, is just under $4,000 a year in property tax. But that property, that's a bank owned home that you're looking to purchase, is actually assessed for 200,000. So the property taxes are $8,000, right? So you can afford 100,000, no problem. And so you go purchase the property, but the property taxes are 8,000 because it's assessed for 200,000. That's definitely gonna create a problem with your financing. And a lot of times, these lower price bank-owned properties attract a lot of people, but they really can't qualify because the taxes are based on a higher assessment. So the question is, will the property taxes reduce once we purchase the property? A lot of people ask that. And my answer is probably not, as the taxes are based on many factors, and the assessor may not adjust to the lower purchase price. That's very important. Just because it's a bank-owned home, it's not the average typical sale. So if that house is in a neighborhood where there's $200,000 homes, but that one's selling for $100,000 or one hundred and fifty, you might have to pay the taxes regardless of the condition. Um, you're going to have to pay the higher property taxes. So be very prepared for that. Very prepared. The next question I get is how long does it take to close on a bank-owned home? It depends, really, but typically... The typical time frame is about 60 days. Now, the bank a lot of times wants you to close in 30 days, but in central New York, it's not usually the case. So I would just prepare for at least 60 days, okay? The bank doesn't want you to go too much further out there, but if you're using a conventional loan, which is what I recommend, it's about 60 days. A lot of times, people are looking on other websites, Outside the multiple listing service to look for bank-owned homes. And there are other websites you can look at. There's Some of them are like the uh, homestore.com um, and then auction.com, homepath.com, hubzoo.com. Those are some various different websites to find bank-owned homes. But be careful because there's a lot of terms and conditions and you should definitely hire Like I said, a local real estate attorney that is proficient in bank-owned homes and also a local real estate agent like myself who is proficient in the bank-owned home process. Another question I get is, once an offer is made, can I continue to look at other homes or another home? Here's the interesting thing about bank-owned homes. If you're making an offer on a regular home that's not a bank-owned home, I would tell you definitely don't look at any more homes. You can't really place any other offers. But if you're looking at a bank-owned home and you put an offer or a bid in, until the bank agrees and signs your offer, in my opinion, you're free to look at other homes. You're free to make other offers. You don't Just because the bank accepts your terms doesn't mean you have to execute that contract so you can look in my opinion you should you can look at other homes but that's only after maybe 48 hours the bank hasn't responded you haven't got an answer yet but you shouldn't just you should give it some time for sure those are pretty much the most common questions i get about the bank owned home process and remember like i said at the beginning of this episode I get a lot of people ask me about bank owned homes, you know, are, should I be looking at bank owned homes? And most people don't understand that most of the bank owned homes out there have a condition issue. They may have mold. They may have other problems that are going to prohibit you from financing with an FHA loan product, a USDA loan product, a VA loan product. Now, on some cases, you may be be able to use what we call a renovation loan, a 203K or otherwise, but it gets very complicated with a bank-owned home due to the terms of that sale. So you have to be really prepared. And the other thing is most bank-owned homes I come across need at least $30,000 in repairs and upgrades. So, and a lot of times people are... They don't have the cash. So they're using an FHA loan, rolling in mortgage expense, and they don't have the necessary cash to make those improvements. But I do meet a lot of people that say, hey, my father's a contractor. My uncle's a contractor. I have a friend, family member that can fix up the house. No problem. Be careful on that, too, because, yeah, you might have free labor we'll say but there is a cost to materials and materials over over the years have increased so definitely understand what you're getting yourself into bank owned homes can be a great investment and it could be a great personal investment and to get into a home that you couldn't have normally afforded but understand about the tax implications the property tax implications i should say and those types of things so it depends you know I usually have a very long conversation with my clients to educate them about the process so they know up front, so they don't waste their time. And that's what I'd say about to anyone listening to this episode is it can be a waste of time. And even when I'm working with investors, it can be a waste of time. You know, I have a lot of people that call me that want to get into the investment business and those people don't even understand the process. And it can definitely be a waste of time for them. What has happened in the Syracuse, Greater Syracuse, New York area, is we've seen a large increase in bank-owned type homes. And that's not because people have just recently been foreclosed. That's because the process can take up to four years. It can take two years for it to go from that default status to the actual home being uh, marketed for sale. And so we've had a bigger push and a bigger inventory of bank-owned homes coming into the market. But that really started two, three, four years ago. And now we're seeing the rise in bank-owned homes. And websites, like I said, like Zillow, are posting those homes as pre-foreclosures. And a lot of times if you go to Zillow, you'll see my face on them. And uh, you'll give me a call or email me, and I'll have the same conversation with you that I'm talking about now. So, so the thing is, I'm not trying to just you know say don't look at bank-owned homes. What I'm saying is, get educated, listen to this podcast a couple times, this episode, and if you have any further questions, you can always call me at 315-882-6610. Again, that's 315-882-6610. Thanks so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Central New York Real Estate Podcast. Make sure to visit us online at com.